Hello and welcome to the 50th episode of Law School in Brief. Uh, as always, this is Megan, and with me is my co-host, Lydia. I've got an out-of-tune ukulele, but the air horn never goes out of tune. <laughs> or out of style. <laughs> That's right. And right b- before we get into anything else, um, we want to address something that's been on the hearts and minds of all of our listeners. The hamster that I referred to in last week's episode, the one that I bathed in the sink, at my grandparents' house, did in fact survive. So, <laughs> I was so happy when I got that text from you. I was just, oh, I was really, really worried that you had just quote unquote given a bath. The last, you know, to the yeah. Answer. The, so, so the great wholesome news is that um, while I did bathe the hamster, and that is not recommended. Um, my mom caught me in the middle of it and was able to get the hamster away from me. Uh, and then I guess the hamster caught a cold, which is something can happen. Imagine the little sneeze. Yeah. And, um, the hamster was taken to the vet and the vet cured the hamster. And apparently all of the other students in my preschool class wrote a thank you letter to the vet, um, for saving the hamster. So there you have it. That's so cute. Yeah. That is so cute. I bet that letter is still framed. You know? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Um, well, okay. Hamster news aside, it's been a week. What What do you have for me, Lydia? Uh, we were talking about hamsters and at all because I was like in a, should I get a hamster phase? Now I'm in a ferret phase. Like I almost just got a ferret today because someone on Craigslist posted for free, like free ferret. And with a picture that was so cute, but now they haven't responded to me. So I guess that's not happening, but that's just kind of a general what I'm up to, you know, the thing and about the free, well, and law. Yeah. Oh, that's why we're here. Right. That's why the people are listening. Right. 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 <laughs> no, I was going to say the thing about the free section of Craigslist, because Craigslist in my mind is already sort of this lawless corner of the universe, but the free <laughs> section within Craigslist is like the lawless lawless corner yeah um so really anything going on there i'm like what is really happening here and with regard to a free ferret my first question is why is it free (laughs) i know know? yeah yeah but i'm sure it's not the ferret's fault like she didn't do anything wrong so we're gendering the ferret now that's how it's gonna be (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're right that's problematic Fair enough. I am all, I'm wondering if any of our listeners are in the getting a ferret phase of law school yet. Oh, because it's a distinct phase. I yeah. mean, we could have a joint Instagram with our ferrets and we should get back on to track. Wow. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's the Sunday nights, baby. <laughs> so you've been thinking about getting a ferret. I that's one of my highs of the week was just like the option of maybe having getting a free ferret even though now it seems like that dream is slipping away it was just a moment of joy I swear you got a car and you were like the world is my oyster the the car is the raccoon mobile the world is my oyster and I'm gonna go get a free craigslist ferret 
I've already got for okay. I got my license plate yesterday, which is a huge high. And Ooh. yeah, it actually passed inspections, <laughs> emissions inspection, safety inspection. So another shout out to Doug at Telly Tire for making that happen. And oh my gosh, this is a an aside within an aside, but when he replaced my tires, I was like, can I keep the old tires that came with the car for like a craft project, which I don't know what that craft project is going to be, but I don't know. I just don't want to throw away tires. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, sure. And anytime you need more tires for your craft projects, like the bin in the back, like just help yourself. So now I'm like Googling <laughs> what projects can you do with like lots of tires? You can do so many things. Oh my God. I will build an empire of tires. You really could build an empire with tires, I think. But it's like this, you've, you've already like identified the thing with me having a car. It's like, now I just feel truly like, um, either a raccoon or a magpie or something where I, I can look at free things on the internet or like free, there's free tires, there's free, whatever. I can just go get it. I can go dumpster dive and like just acquire things for my 480 square foot apartment. It's going to get a little insane, but. Yeah, I got free firewood yesterday and burned it with some new friends. That was great. Very good. Yeah, that's another high. I'm burning through my highs, but I got a couple more. It's been a good week. Oh, good. Well, what are your... Sorry. I was was going to say, what are your (laughs) other highs? Okay. My highs were license plate, um, meeting some new friends, which are some first... A first year law student uh shout out to lee may um and her partner they hosted me and another 2l for a backyard fire pit evening um and she's part of the people's parody project to watch you so it's cool we're like in a mentor mentee kind of thing mm. um but really i already learned more from her so that's the an egalitarian relationship you know and the f- potential ferret and that the hamster survived um just taking a lot of walks in the fall and the jewish legal fellowship had a rosh hashanah happy hour and they everyone who like rcp they drive they drove over a um like apple and honey like cocktail mixer cup and you could Mm -hmm. add your own whiskey or just drink it as like cider um and it was just delicious shout out to tasha for making like amazing drinks and i just loved that idea as a like social distance party it's like one person like delivering like drinks and then you all hop on zoom with the same drink so you can like cheers with the same drink i mean it was so cool i hadn't actually heard of anyone um having a party like that and it was like awesome to be in a like new year's type of spirit in the middle of such horrible things right right um you know with rbg dying that day and oh yeah um not to go i don't want to walk down the rbg road quite yet but i did have um a question did you are you so last year you were not drinking during school are you drinking during school this year Oh, good question. I drink very little, but like I did drink for Rosh Hashanah and I'll sometimes have a beer, but I'm just, I can't, it's, it takes too much out of me the next day. Mm, like, yeah. I can't yeah. do anything even with like two drinks or something. So 
Um, yeah, I think quarantine, I, I think I'm the type of person who quarantine has like curbed my drinking because I'm not socializing. Mm, um, yeah. So yeah. What about you? Are oh, you doing the sober? Sweater. Yeah. How's yeah. That? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm three weeks into this now. Um, this sober sweat timber. Uh, and yeah, you know, honestly, I don't really feel like any different. Um, uh-huh. yeah, it's kind of a bummer. I mean, I, I suppose, you know, we're saving money because we're not buying alcohol. Um, but generally I was hoping that maybe I would have more energy, but like the inertia of just quarantine and law school, it has, it, it's, it has such a stronghold over me. Like I'm constantly tired constantly tired. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no drinking, but also <laughs> no <laughs> benefit. benefits. Oh man. Yeah. Well, I suppose, I mean, I, I suppose there are benefits, right? Like, of course, like, not drinking is better than drinking. Yeah, yeah. And like, <laughs> we're doing this fundraiser, you know, for like people in recovery. So there's that too. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, what are you up to? You were so patient just listen to me ramble. I'm in such a weird, energetic mood. I'm going to stop talking right <laughs> now. <laughs> no, I love it. I mean, you had like, I think like six highs and three of them involved furry creatures, it felt <laughs> like. So, um, yeah, pretty good week generally. I've been super, super busy. Um, Ooh. Yeah, just, you know, like this year, they always say that, you know, the first year of law school, they scare you to death. The second year, they work you to death. And mm-hmm. I do feel that. Like, I feel like I have so many little things going on that I never finish my to-do list by the end of the day, um, which is fine because it's actually like it's it feels like an even mix of law school stuff and then tangentially related but not actual coursework law school stuff. Um, which, which is nice. It's like a nice brain break. I'm not just reading cases all day long. I'm like trying to like put together panel discussions and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like host office hours, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, as I, as I get done telling you how I'm busy doing all of these little side projects and I feel, you know, tired and overwhelmed, I'm going to tell you that I did take on one more small gig this week. Okay. (laughs) How does she do it? You know, this one is very easy because it's incredibly passive. Um, But I signed a contract with Themis to be their student rep at Elon or one of their student reps. Um, So I get free bar prep, baby. (laughs) Wow. That is awesome. Yeah. So if you are thinking about going to law school or you're currently in law school, this, I didn't even realize that this was a thing until somebody asked me to do it. Um, But if you are a student representative for any of these bar prep companies, they will just give you their product for free. Um, Obviously contingent on you signing people up (laughs) to that's the whole thing. So, (laughs) so my commitment is just about an hour a week and in non COVID times, it would entail me sitting in a big common area and essentially getting people to like come over to my table and sign up for Themis. Um, I always went past those tables because there's like candy highlighters. They right. get you in. They get you in. They get you in. And I like to think that they pick the most attractive people. To- <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Just incredibly good looking. Like, 
effortlessly charming, charismatic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's why they hired me, right? Um, unfortunately, no, that's not why they hired me. They've never seen my face and all of the signing up I'm doing right now is remote. So, you know, it has, so in that way, it does have its perks. It's like, I can do it from the comfort of my own home, just in pajamas and it's mindless in one hour a week. So that's a high. Sounds great. Quick. Yeah. Um, question. What? Say you end up being hired by a firm that pays for your bar prep. Will they give you money for all those hours you worked for them? That's a great question. Um, and I don't know. The only So when I was talking to the, the representative, I suppose, who was signing me up, um, the only question I asked her was whether or not I could get access to the course early. Ooh, what'd she say? And she said, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'll get, I will get access to the course in November of next year, which is one month before the actual coursework calendar begins. Um, and then that coursework calendar goes for three months up until the February bar. So, okay. okay. Yeah. But that is a great question and one that I should ask. Hmm. I suspect the answer is no. I suspect that they're kind of like, we're just going to give you the books and like a passcode to get online. Why are you maybe twisting our arms? Maybe it would be the firm that would just give you money instead. Oh, well, no? to be honest, I highly doubt. But I, I don't like, see that future for myself. But like, this hypo is not relevant for me. Right. Yeah. It's it's a good thought. It's a good thought. <laughs> um. So that, that really was my one big high. And I guess just also, you know, I'm supposed to hear about this MLK internship tomorrow, I think. Whoa. Yeah. It could be done. It, it could be done. Be, like like this done. time tomorrow, oh I could gosh. know what I'm doing next summer. Okay. Well, you're going to text me and then the listeners will hear next week, but I want to know before then for sure. Of course you'll know before then. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I've I've just been so busy that I haven't had time to obsess over the fact that I'm hearing a, I'm hearing back about it because like <laughs> if I if I was any less busy it would be all consuming it would be the only thing I was thinking about um, yeah but I would be lying if I said that I haven't already been also trolling Craigslist seeing like what a one bedroom apartment goes for in this in the booming metropolis of Boone North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on over there so oh, can you have like a mountain retreat a mountain actually holiday? like yes wow so, okay we don't i don't want to put the cart before the horse and i'm knocking on wood a million times okay, um but let's say i did get the offer mm-hmm. boone north carolina is like right on the blue ridge parkway and it's like in the middle of appalachia and it's just gorgeous and outside of Boone which is where Appalachian State is um or Appalachian State I got yeah, by somebody the other day it's you know SoCal I'm just gonna hold my Valley Girl card up and yeah. claim ignorance um Appalachian State but there are a bunch of little towns outside of the town of Boone that are like very mountain towny ski resorty um, and I was looking to see if they had any like short-term stay rentals. And there were, there were some spots that are like, 
you know, they're renting like a bedroom in like a someone's like big mountain home for like 500 bucks a week or 500 bucks a month or something like that. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, fair, fairly affordable. Um, so some daydreaming has occurred, which yes. is, which is a high. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, and then I guess, so if I'm just going to, I'm just going to move on into meds because we have a whole okay. bunch of stuff that we're going to do the second, the second half of this episode. Yes. Um, right. Uh, okay. So yeah, I'm just going to go mez and then lows and then I'm going to pass it back to you. Okay. Um, so at Elon, there's this thing called a residency program, which is definitely a reason that anybody who's considering law school should consider Elon because we have an entire trimester where we are out in the real world practicing under the supervision of attorneys law um, and getting school credit. It's really awesome. It happens in your second year. And this year I'm either going to be doing my residency in the fall or sorry, in the winter trimester or the spring trimester. And the applications opened up this last week. And so you have to go in, you, you have to apply to five different residency jobs and then they look at your list of preferences and they look at what the employer wants. And then essentially you get matched, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they have this big catalog full of placement opportunities, um, probably like 150 different placement opportunities. And I kind of started by making a like list of the places I would want to work based on the skills and opportunities that they were offering their students. Uh-huh. Um, and then from there, I went in and I individually searched these firms or these organizations um, to kind of get a sense of like their culture, like what they were like, do I, you know, am I going to put this one over that one, et cetera, et cetera. And I, it was super disappointing to me because for a good handful of the places that looked best on paper, when I went and I clicked on, you know, their about us page, like meet the, meet the team page, it was all white people. Ah. <laughs> and I was like, damn okay like not a single person of color is an attorney in this office wow yeah and the divide was just so striking to me and it just made me shake my head and I ended up not applying to any of those places because I just figured like I'm probably not gonna jive with you guys like you're all just like it seems like you're all related to each other maybe you are and that's not a bad thing but like there are other people that aren't white people and somehow that's not reflected <laughs> in your your company at all, um, yeah. which is yeah, just it's just bizarre. And I you know I I can't say that I'm surprised, but it's in those moments where I feel like I'm kind of just facing this weird racial segregation like in a very stark way. Yeah, in North um, Carolina, absolutely. Oh yeah, and that that is not something that I'm used to being from LA. Like this like very black yeah. and white divide. Like, I'm like, what? How? <laughs> there are so many people out there. How? Yeah. yeah. So, it's um, a, I mean, I see why that's a meh, but is there, are there any of the opportunities that are kind of like interesting to you or you're not ready to share no, it on air? Yet? I will, I will share on air. Um, a couple of them were very interesting. In fact, I surprised myself with what I preferenced as my first and second, um, in like without going too into detail basically um for my first and second choice preference um i i had 
indicated that I wanted to work with an individual lawyer who owns his own estate planning firm. It's just him. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. perfect. Yeah. And he's an Elon grad. Um, and the drive wouldn't be too horrendous. But yeah, I, I just, uh, yeah, I, I think it would be, it would be, be curious cool. to see what it's like to work for yourself. And yeah. I was drawn to that. Yeah. 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 That sounds like um, great. So as promised, I'm just going to go right into my low since I know, okay. <laughs> you know, we're, we're all probably waiting for us to bring this up, but you know, obviously Ruth Bader Ginsburg passing away on Friday, huge mm -hmm. low. Um, not that, I mean, this is obviously, I, I feel like this is something everybody has seen coming and you know, that's why a lot of people have been kind of buzzing that this election is important for a lot of reasons, but you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg could potentially die in the next few years. And, you know, Trump yeah. will have the power to appoint her replacement. Um, so in this way, I kind of, I feel like I, I mostly just feel very grateful for her legacy, but in the moment, I have to tell you, I will always remember where I was and what I was doing when I heard the news of her, of her passing. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, because okay. it was so, not to make this about me, but I'm about to make this about me. It was very yeah. embarrassing. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh. So I was having, um, I was having dinner with Adam and our friend Gasper at Gasper's house. And, you know, he's, he has this beautiful home. He's older than us. Uh, so he has assets and we don't, but like <laughs> we're sitting in his beautiful backyard we're eating delicious Mediterranean food. And I had left my phone in the car because I was like, I'm not going to need this. Like, I'm hanging out with my friends. Like, why, you know, why would I need my phone? So we're sitting there eating and Gasper's wife calls him. Um, she's driving to see her, her parents. And he answers the phone and, he <laughs> and he's like, you don't say. Well, oh my. And then he like takes the phone away from his face and he says, it appears that Ruth Bader Ginsburg has passed away, but Gasper is like to a fault, almost completely nonpartisan. Like, so, oh. so <laughs> yeah, that, that delivery sounded very news. Anchored. Yeah. It was, it was very yeah. much just like, this is a fact. <laughs> and, and so he says this and, and I, I immediately just start crying. <laughs> I immediately just start crying into my pita bread. <laughs> and I'm like, no. And no, you know, and I'm with Adam and Gasper, and neither of them are nearly as affected about this. And now I'm just the person who's like crying. And then I could tell Gasper felt very uncomfortable because he was like, <laughs> I've said something that's affected a person very deeply. <laughs> and I did not anticipate this affecting anybody this deeply. <laughs> oh, God. Oh yeah, yeah, rough, rough, rough. But I know it was not was not a happy way to end a Friday, right? Well, to to kick this back up to to a fun uh, chatty tone, I have one more low that uh, is quite embarrassing. Okay. Um, today I went to a grocery store, the local food co-op. Um, Adam and I were making tofu burgers. Whoa, I've never done that. Yeah, I'll send you the recipe. It was they were okay. pretty good. Um okay. anyway, I, I was there to get the fixins for the tofu burger. You know, you needed buns, you need, you know, tomatoes, you, all that. And I was so taken 
by this beautiful head of lettuce that I saw uh-huh. that I picked it up without realizing worms? it was cabbage. <laughs> oh, was it the purple, like purple cabbage? No. Okay. No. So it looked like lettuce and it, but it just would look like more perfect than lettuce. It just look like, I can't even tell this story with a straight face. Cause I can see Adam in the other room and he's looking at me like, <laughs> you are such a dumbass. Oh, uh, I tried to play like it lettuce? off. Like I totally intended to get cabbage, but I did not. I <laughs> and he's shake. Oh my God. I wish you could see his face. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So then do you like, okay. So I, I'm, it's like so tight and it's so like tightly packed. It feels, you know, it's just like, and I was commenting, I was like, look at this, look how tight it is. And Adam was like, yeah, like, what do you want from me? So then I like, I start pulling leaves back and I'm chopping them up and I'm like, wow, this is like extra crispy lettuce. Oh my. (laughs) And then I, and then I assemble my burger and I put the, the lettuce quote unquote, on the burger and I like take a bite oh. of the lettuce and I quickly realize it's cabbage. And I'm like, this is inedible. This is inedible. <laughs> I'm just eating a huge leaf of cabbage. A, a leaf of raw cabbage. Oof. Yep. <laughs> so that cabbage left over from my like barbecued jackfruit sandwiches. I made a little like put a little cabbage on that. And now I don't really know what to do with the rest of it. But yeah. <laughs> I'm probably going to, like, did you throw it? Did you compost it? Or did you, are you going to use it for something? No, um, Adam actually turned it into a coleslaw, so. Oh, okay, okay, you're good, you're good. I was going to say, I'm probably yeah. going to, like, saute mine with, like, some carrots and onions and then throw in some, like, fake sausage. Mmm, yum. I haven't done it yet. It's all plans. Oh, but, plan. wow, so you learned something this week about cabbages. Oh, God. Yeah, I suppose I, I suppose I l- learned something. <laughs> this is something I should I have I did already know and I should have known. No, I think it's so understandable. Cabbage looks so much like lettuce. It does. I'm sure they're related. So yeah. I don't know. I understand how it makes it works. me feel slightly better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Okay, that's enough of me and my highs and lows and miss. What I about you? Just to tie up the, I, I, I'm not going to keep going on about RBG, even though obviously that's, that was a low of my week as well. But I'll just say like, even when the court was as it was last week, we had a lot of fighting to do and work to do. And we can't always, you know, we can't always expect too much from the courts. So we will now just have to fight harder, you know? That's right. That's That's absolutely right. I think that's the takeaway. I don't know, but um, I, I'm very heartened by the like displays of love, I guess, outside the Supreme Court, like all flowers and the chalk and like the people with candles. And that's really nice. I mean, we haven't had like a nice moment like that, I don't think, for a political figure in a while, like a, yeah. respect, a like, deep respect and love like that. Outpouring. Well, John Lewis last month, but yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking like outside of like a yeah 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 you're right, um, good point. <laughs> no, but I I completely agree with you. The the symbolism and like the reverence and just like a pausing in the twenty four seven news cycle of hell to to like remember somebody so fondly, um, 
yeah, it was very refreshing. Yeah. Well, to my mez and lows, um, I, one of my mez is like, I just keep like crying this week and it's very annoying. I'm not counting as it a low because I'm not crying over a low. I just keep getting like overly emotional about things that are like, they're fine. Like I was listening to a pop song on the radio and I started crying. That is not, uh, that is such a distraction. <laughs> a pop song? I'll Which send it to song? you. What's it called? Let me see. This is, wow, this is embarrassing. <laughs> For the 50th episode? Damn it. I'll do it. Okay. Uh, let's see here. It is that song called, oops, I'm looking at the wrong playlist. I already added it to a playlist because I liked it, even though it made me cry. If the World Was Ending, that song. I don't know it. I do not know it. It's not going to make you cry or anyone else listening. It's really not worthy of that, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> that's just an example of how I've been distracted this week by my own salty tears. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Another meh, like I just kind of already feel like I'm behind. I do not know how it, I'm. we're going into the fifth week of this semester. I don't know how that's happening. Um. Like I, every, every week I'm like, this is going to be the week that I'm like every on top of everything. And I'm not, I don't, it's like, when am I going to feel on track this semester? And mm. I guess I get rid of that expectation, but, um, I don't like feeling like I'm always, you know, just a little bit behind. Um, but that's not a low because I'm not totally behind. I still kind of understand what's happening in class, which is good. Oh, another meh? Okay, I've talked about this, how no one comes to, like, the water cooler sessions. The, vir- the virtual water cooler, yeah. Yeah. So um, I learned two things about that this week. One is that my professor gets an email notification when I enter, when the oh. first person <laughs> when the first person enters the water cooler. So there's actually documentation of me trying to go to every single one because she has been asking me, like, hey, have the people coming? And I'm like, no, I just have the window open. But Zach Wilson, my, my like, uh, tax clinic work partner, Zach, has been coming. And he made a very impassioned um, request of our classmates at our weekly seminar to please come and, like, hang out with us. And then the professor was like, yeah, like, it's – this is going to be so great. Like y'all should really get to know each other. It's like all of y'all should go um, this like to the other water cooler sessions this week. This was on a Wednesday. She was uh-huh. like, you should all go tomorrow at the one that's at 11 a.m. or whatever. So I log in. I'm alone. Zach comes. Then we spend the whole time chatting by ourselves because no one else shows up. And I was like, I thought today would be the only day that other people would come. <laughs> like they'd come because she said to. And then they would like trail off and not kind of keep up with it. And that's fine. But they, other people showed up to the water cooler quote unquote on Friday, the day that Zach and I had a meeting with our professor. So we were the only two people, not everyone everyone else, but other people like actually showed up. So we look like hypocrites and we didn't get to hang out with them. And (laughs) that's a mad, but it's like maybe promising if people go back to it. Um, I was like, why didn't they go the day that the professor told everyone to go? Like whatever people have other things that they're doing in classes and stuff. But one day, 
one day you'll all hang out at the virtual water cooler yeah maybe um yeah um let's see Lowe's one thing is that I just learned on Greta's Instagram that half of the CO2 emissions ever made by humans mm-hmm. has taken place since the year I was born. That, I, when I read that, it was just like, yikes. Yeah. Like, oof. And it was like, she had paired that with a picture of her like as a baby and like as a two-year-old in 2005 which lol i remember oh my god she's that young she's so she's so young um and she was talking about how much had been like produced since she's been alive like a quarter or something like that and i was just like this is crazy because like 2005 felt like yesterday and like of course there were two-year-olds in 2005 and we were in high school i know (laughs) (laughs) yeah but I mean, it's still just totally a low to think about that. Um, another, so that's my like telescopic low. This the more um, microscopic low, uh, just focusing on like Washu campus stuff. Mm-hmm. Is it kind of feels like a one step forward, like five steps backwards thing with um, the advocacy that Disability Law Caucus has been able to do. Anyone listening knows that this this uh, group was literally just started on campus, <laughs> but there must have been a need for it because so I said a couple episodes ago that um, because of the switch online, the Disability Resource Center on campus was like taking away certain students accommodations. So we were talking with the administration a lot about that. Um, and making kind of basic arguments like, hey, just because everyone's online doesn't mean that things are all easier for people. <laughs> Some people find it harder to learn online, you know? Yeah. Stuff. So we had success on the law school front. It seems like everyone who's in the law school is fine. And so I was going to count that as a high. And then someone in the WashU activists group me, which is a huge group me of all of the people in the different grad school, not all the people, but people who opt in from all the different grad schools and undergrads um, for like campus activism, St. Louis activism, petitions, um, events, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And someone who's a first year undergrad posted that they've been having issues with the Disability Resource Center. And so then I posted like, hey, um, I'm part of this group called the Disability Law Caucus in the law school. And we've been like, talking to our administration about this so like if you want to talk anyone who's reading this who's also having issues like you know we can talk about your advocacy strategy and what you want to how you want to like proceed but like obviously I was not giving any legal advice I don't think that WashU has actually like from the anecdotes I've heard I don't think that they have an ADA violation it's just they're just making things like harder for people Mm -hmm. um so I, after I posted that, like, I have now been talking to so many undergrads. I feel like I'm accidentally doing, like, the taxpayer clinic and, like, this fledgling disability rights clinic because, like, (laughs) there there are just people who their accommodations seem so just obvious, like, just give this person this thing. Like, here's the doctor saying, like, they cannot 
you know, physically do this thing. They cannot like whatever, any, anything like an actual doctor for some of them, like doctors wash you doctors, you know? Um, and it, so now like, that's just a huge low because, um, I don't really know what disability law caucus can do. Like there's a truly, there are limitations to what we can do about like a whole campus wide issue. Um, but you know, we're going to meet up and talk about that, but it just sucks that like to know that like it seems like we won our fight maybe partially because like we knew how to do it as law students and it's Mm -hmm. just one of those things that shows how like it's one of the downsides of law maybe I'm kind of going off the cuff well sorry I'm like really going off the cuff and haven't thought this through but um yeah, just laws worded like things are worded in such specific ways that like maybe we knew what to say because we knew how to read between the lines and knew how yeah. to like invoke the ADA and invoke certain things and like an undergrad yeah. saying like but I need this cuz my doctor said so like might not quite do the trick because there's right. all of these like, lines. And so part of me just like kind of hates that. I hate like that maybe maybe it's the case that we won because we have this really expensive training that is inaccessible to most people. You have the language. Yeah. Yeah. Like huge win because it's not scalable. Um, And like, now that I'm hearing all of this shit that's going down, just like, Oh, I hate this. But there's a, there are some of the undergrads I was talking to have that like undergrad fighting spirit. Yes. This is not going to stand like by the end of the semester, we will be doing this. We will be like telling them this is absolutely not acceptable, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, ooh, this is refreshing. I do not get this in the law school as much as I would like. So that's, you know, a benefit too. Right, yeah. everybody, everybody in law school is just prepared to like roll over and submit. <laughs> <laughs> or we're like, fine, we'll jump through your hoops. Which forms do we have to fill out? You're making this so hard for me, but like, fine, I'll go through the proper channels. And they're like, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's those are the lows. Uh just injustice in the world and all of that. I mean, uh, yeah, 2020 has been like the permanent low, has it not? Yeah, which is part of why it was so like the idea of Rosh Hashanah was just so nice. Like imagine if you were celebrating the new year right now. Like yeah, I mean it definitely like New Year, you always wake up on January 1st and you're like, okay, deep breath of fresh air in and let's go. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't help but think about my Jewish friends on Friday. I mean, I, I was thinking about them in the morning and how they were celebrating. But then at night I was like, damn, RBG really has to die on Rosh Hashanah. Like, well, so that's when Rosh Hashanah starts. At night? I think. For sure. Or upon the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. No, no, (laughs) no. (laughs) Every year there's an annual public figure blood sacrifice. (laughs) Um, No. (laughs) No, no. Okay, that's not how that goes. Um, Goodness, yeah, yeah. Mm -mm -mm. Um, Well, okay, I think it's really, we to like not really just sink into despair. I did get emails an email from the clinic I worked at over the summer 
Oh. Uh, yeah. The immigration law clinic. And they were asking me, my professor and another student in the clinic were asking me to help get the word out about some of the wins of the Washi clinics. And I actually don't, I, I, I hadn't known about these two wins. And it's just, it is amazing to read about like, oh, the students in the clinics can actually do things. Uh, right. So- like the, cl- the clinics aren't just like a, a, a moot exercise. They, yeah, they have exactly. like objectives. Right. Exactly. So I thought I would read those, especially since I was specifically asked to share on the podcast. I was like, oh my gosh, no professor. I'm always the one begging the professor. Like, can I talk about this on the podcast? And they're like, please no, please no. <laughs> <laughs> So let's see, both of these are from the Immigration Law Clinic. And I think that the clinic, the WashU Clinic more generally has a Twitter that has like all of the the good news. Okay. Um, other clinics. But at least these two are from the Immigration Law Clinic. So uh, the first one is that students working in the Immigration Law Clinic at WashU successfully represented a Turkish family in obtaining asylum in the U.S., that's awesome. What yeah. So now the family of five can legally remain in the U.S. and they no longer have to worry about being returned to a country where they fear persecution and torture. They can safely build their lives in the U.S. with the option of becoming U.S. citizens after five years. Their case spanned one and a half years and four different clinic student teams had the privilege of working with the family on their case. This is the Immigration Law Clinic's fourth asylum win in less than a year. Wow. I wish I had my app. (laughs) (laughs) And then they sent me a second one. A very new client of the immigration law clinic is breathing easier now that her lawful status has been made permanent. This wife of an active duty service member had represented herself pro se in all of her application in all of her immigration applications. Despite doing everything correctly, her case was denied due to a mailing error and she was placed into deportation proceedings. With the immigration courts largely closed due to COVID, she was not scheduled to appear in court until mid-2021. Her husband received orders to report in another country, but she could not accompany him while she was facing deportation. The clinic intervened on her behalf and within a few short weeks succeeded in getting the agency to reopen her case and approve it. This U.S. military wife is now a lawful permanent resident and eligible to naturalize. Wow. Oh, I, I actually didn't realize that that was the one I worked on this summer. So that was actually like really cool to have that win. That's a huge win. It's it's incredible that you can see like this type of work has real world consequences. And I think it's it's why we're maybe drawn to it, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And this was like due to a mailing error. Yeah. Unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. Someone their mailing error, in my humble opinion. Um, so yeah, those are two wins. Just people living here, allowed to stay here, no more dealing with, you know, ice and all that. Hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Well, Lydia, what else do we have to talk about on this week's episode? Um, it's funny because I feel like I haven't talked that much about class <laughs> this week. But 
Um, I do have, I was not able to get the um, permission from the school. My professor was down for me to play the clip from class where I presented and then he reacted to it. But the administration said that that would not be, that would, that would violate the privacy policy surrounding Zoom recordings. Mm. Um, and that it didn't matter that the professor had given permission because the policy like overrides. So I, we can do a dramatic re- re- retelling of it. I oh. am very much into that. Okay. So audience, basically I, and since I can't play the the clip, I just like have my written out um, contribution for class <laughs> and can describe what the assignment was. Yeah. And then Megan is, I think, I think a much better actress than me. I think she could really, really <laughs> deliver this well. And then I can just respond how my professor responded since I know what he said. I love it. I love a dramatic reenactment. Let's do it. Okay, cool. So the assignment was to take this really short fact pattern, which was that, um, I, I don't remember exactly, but it was something like someone walks into a, a bank they announce that it's a robbery. Um, they rob the bank of all the $100 bills and they leave. So the, our like student teams were divided into defense and prosecution and given kind of random seeming facts about the defendant. And then we had to use we had to come up with a scenario for why that random fact was relevant. It was a lesson all about relevancy, which um, for evidence, you know, evidence that you introduce in court has to pass this test of relevancy among many other, many other hoops that it has to go through to be able to be like presented to the jury. So this was just about relevance. Um, So if your brain starts thinking during this like hypo wait, there might be some other issue with that. Okay. But wait, so did, did, is the piece of evidence, can you remind me of what the exact piece of evidence is? Um, good question. There's not really a piece of evidence, but in, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. The, I think instead of a piece of evidence, we're just going to, have to prove that like this fact about the defendant is relevant and maybe there would be a piece of evidence that would prove that fact. So for example, like if, um, if our group was assigned to argue that the defendant had the, the defendant's gambling addiction was relevant, we might have a piece of evidence from a psychiatrist diagnosing him with that and but but it would still need to be relevant like we can't just like right like if he's on if he's on trial for like murder yeah like there would have there would there'd be some case where that would be relevant and we would have to so it was a creative exercise so um you know for for gambling addiction you might say like well professor um you know after the robbery all of the bills with these serial numbers from the bank were found in a casino in Las Vegas and our defendant had a plane ticket to Las Vegas and has this documented gambling addiction. So okay. Okay. For sure. So our team 
had um, the, the fact that the defendant was gay. We had to argue that that was relevant to this very short fact pattern of someone going into a bank and announcing that it's a robbery, taking all the 100 bills and leaving. Um, so right, like on the face of that, what does that, what does sexuality have anything to do with a robbery? Exactly. And what you don't want to do is just introduce element, evidence that like prejudices the jury against the defendant. Like we were the prosecution. And if we were in a area of the country where people still like view queer identities as like bad or sinful or like criminal, then it's really inappropriate to just like introduce that <laughs> to get the defendant like judged as guilty. Um, but in this fact pattern that I that my team wrote, um, hopefully uh, we will all be entertained and understand the lesson of the day. So are you ready, Megan, to I... present our team's work? Yeah, I think I, I think I'm ready to to hopefully do it justice. Okay, and I'm ready to be the professor who reacts to it. Okay, so without further ado, this is the evidence hypo presented to us. The robber walks in, announces, "Nobody move! This is a robbery." One of the tellers, Carlos, swivels away from the coin wrapping machine and gasps in recognition of the robber's voice. The robber walks up to Carlos's window, kisses his hand gently, slaps him across the face, and then proceeds with the robbery by firing a bullet into the air and yelling, Give me all of your hundreds! People scream. Helpful background facts. Okay. Carlos, the teller, recently met someone off of Grindr, a dating-slash-hookup app primarily used by gay men, who had the handle, and this is my favorite part, Mask for mask, and that's mask with a K for the number four, and then mask with a C. <laughs> very timely, <laughs> very queer. The man with the handle mask for mask seemed very keen on the fact that Carlos was a teller, and that one time they met up, and that one time they met up, the date wanted to role play a bank robbery. In a hotel room, on a bed covered in $100 bills, the date said, Nobody move! This is a robbery in a similar but cuter way. And with a cuter mask, worth noting. Long story short, the hookup was just okay, and Carlos kind of ghosted mask for mask after that and hadn't heard his voice again until the day of the robbery. So while our group denounces the historical association between homosexuality and criminality, we hope we have made it clear that in this very specific instance, the defendant's sexuality is in fact relevant. Wow, that Lydia, that's great. That actually um, is very similar to the real court case. There's a real court case about that? <laughs> yeah, that's why I wanted to play the clip of this excerpt from class because I was that was not the reaction I was expecting. I was <laughs> expecting him to say like, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's a pretty good. Okay, moving on, next group. And said he was like, that's similar to the real case. I was like... No way. We just made this up. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it's uh, yeah we can we can share info on a uh, the case he was referencing like on twitter i i don't want to bring it up because i don't think it's actually that similar to um the case and that we wrote uh i think it's probably a little bit off um i don't want to uh conflate the two things <laughs> for the audience but yeah, it was it was a very positive reaction from the professor and some of my classmates. And I think it was an entertaining. I was the first person to present because the day before we got like cut off. So at the end of that, like hour and a half, they got to like group eight and then we were group nine. So it's 730 a.m. And this is how we started the day. And then he gave that positive feedback and I was just awake for the rest of the day. I was like, this is great. I feel like it's very rare in the context of law school that you hear the term mask for mask. Of course. <laughs> and the fact that it's like before 8 a.m., before many people have probably had coffee, is just icing on a cake <laughs> to me. Absolutely. <laughs> I loved evidence class. Um, Adam and I were actually, he was asking me some, he was giving me hypos today, actually, about, I think the question was something like, you know, what if like, like Timmy kills Tommy and everybody in the neighborhood knows that Timmy killed Tommy, but nobody saw it. And I was like, well, how, how do they, they know? know that? Yeah. How do they know that? They he was know. like, well, it's just obvious. Like Timmy's an asshole. He had it out for Tommy. Like everybody, <laughs> he's like, I can't, he couldn't stress it enough. Everybody man. knows this. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's just, unless he saw it, <laughs> like that, that's all going to be like hearsay. You know, you're yeah. using you're using the, the fact of your testimony to prove the point of that being true. And that's just that's not it's not how that works. I'm really I really dig when people not in law school ask law school questions. I think it's great. Like it's a very fun, it's just so different than when you're having conversations with folks in law school. Like, um, shout out to my friend Luke who texted me this week and was like, um, you know, and the constitution says he they keep using the pronoun he. So can women ever argue that like um, that a law doesn't apply to them because the constitution doesn't like say he or she. Well, and I had, I, I had to like, you know, like back up and like give a couple different like points about con law and about how laws are drawing from the constitution, but like more specific and updated and that it wouldn't work. But I did wonder if, like, in the past, if there was ever a law that had a specific pronoun. I, I was like, I wonder in the, like, 1800s or something if that ever happened. I don't know. I thought it was I mean, a great it, question. It, if, it, you don't, if you haven't been to law school, I think it's a great question. I mean, I wonder if that's ever been argued. I don't know. I don't think it would have been argued based on the pronouns used in the Constitution, though. I just think it would be, like, um, a law. Because it, because like, when are you actually arguing about the constant? You're usually arguing about the law that the Congress passed that's justified through some true enough, powers true in the Constitution. But ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless your issue with the law is that it that the law itself is unconstitutional, but then why would you be talking about pronouns? You'd be talking about, you know, the logic of the Constitution or something. I don't know. Great point. Great point. I don't know. How are you liking con law? Um, I actually, you know, I, I don't really like the class layout. 
Um, it's just, it's just too much for me. Like the professor is teaching a group of people in person and we're online and I've already bitched about this. Like the, oh, yeah. the board is backwards and you can't hear him. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the, the content I find very interesting. I'm just wondering like the whole, in the back of my mind, it's never far. I'm like wondering what the final is going to look like. Cause you know, it's not, this is like a different, it feels like a completely different beast. Like it's, the law isn't really elemental the way that most other law school classes are, you know, like the constitution isn't elemental. Yes. That's that's what I meant. Yeah. Like the, the constitution is not elemental. Yes. Mm. Um, And so it feels like if I were to write an essay on something like judicial review, it like nothing or even anything that I've learned so far, nothing feels cut and dry. It's just going to be like a philosophical argument. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, I don't feel confident with that. So yeah, <laughs> I still haven't, um, asked my professor, my comma professor to go over that exam with me. Cause I think it's the one I did the worst on in law school for sure. Like even for though your, of your whole law school career. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my. It just, I mean, it was ungraded. Thank God. Um, but I, that was the one we had 24 hours to do that everyone had 24 hours. And even with that, yeah, <laughs> I was like, Oh no, no. For yeah, exactly like, the reasons that you're talking about. I'm like, what am I even talking about? I'm going right. to make sure to like weave in the different themes we talked about in class, but like, why? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not, so we'll see. We will see. Well, yeah, here we are getting, um, free bar prep free hair, free ferrets. I mean, trying to, trying to survive the CO2 emissions of the world. Trying we're, bu- to we're busy, busy ladies. Robbers. Yeah. Wow. Eating cabbage. There's a lot in this 50th episode. I hope we have 50 more. Me too. I, I mean, at this rate, I think we will. Oh, buckle up fans. Yeah, huge shout out to to listeners. I mean, this is crazy. Oh my gosh, yeah, we should have started episode. the episode with that. I yeah, we really should have. Let's let's um let's re-record. Should we should we re-record? Yeah. Should we start over? Should we start yeah, over? Oh, the uh, <laughs> listeners. I'll tune my ukulele this time. <laughs> we so appreciate all of you that tune in and that engage with us and that send us things and it's just so fun and it makes us feel less alone. Which is always the objective, really. Yes. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'll play the ukulele out too. Oh my goodness! Please treat us. Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do a couple chords, and then will you hang up on me? It'll work. Um, Sound good for the recording, but it'll be like you know rude, but it's fine. Okay, so I'll say you know thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. (laughs) Bye. Bye.